Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddments. Tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is how would you be terrible or great? Hello, listeners. I'm Ria, and this time I'm going to be great. And I'm Jem, <laughs> and I'm going to be terrible as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I guess before we get into the episode, I there's there's a few things I just want to bring up. Yeah. First of all, as our listeners, regular listeners will know, this is our last year of recording the podcast. So mm. it's like getting close to the halfway point or over the halfway point of our last year on the show. So I guess I just want to shout out that, you know, thanks for listening with us this far. It's been a real pleasure. Also, mm-hmm. I have mentioned, I think at the very start of the year that we are very interested in doing in our like last few episodes, a deep dive into what magic would look like in Australia within a Harry Potter context. Like what would the school yeah. look like? What would the culture look like? What would the history of this country look like? And so I'm very, very interested in hearing from our Australian listeners, particularly first nations and um, Torres Strait Islander listeners mm-hmm. about their perspectives on this. So if you're a fan of Harry Potter and you have some ideas or any thoughts that you might want to share with us, please, please, please reach out to us by socials or by email. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. I also want to add a quick expansion onto that for any First Nations or Indigenous peoples from other countries as well Mm -hmm. who have who have opinions about the way that your magical cultures have been represented in the material that JK has already put out. Mm. Anything that you particularly want us to acknowledge or talk about, I would love to hear that as well. Yes. I'm going to be doing my own research, of course, but if there's something in particular you really want us to reflect on or Mm. rebuke, (laughs) please let us know. (laughs) Or if you've happened to see anything on the internet before, like you've come across a fan fiction or you've come across a post on Tumblr that got you thinking about Indigenous representation in this magical context or got you thinking about Australia and magic, please send it through to us because I'm going to be trying to do my own research more based in reality and I think Rhea's going to be tapping into the fandom research. That is how we (laughs) tend to do things, divide and conquer. (laughs) So it'd be really great to see all those different perspectives to inform our response basically. Um, So thank Mm. you. Preemptive thank you. (laughs) It's so good that you are focused on the real world and I'm just lost in my little fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) I guess another thing I just want to bring up. So this, this is a big throwback but basically... A very long time ago, we were talking about, and I hate to bring it up, but we were talking about the Crimes of Grindelwald movies, right? The Fantastic Beasts stuff. Yeah. And we, we expressed some opinions about <laughs> actor Johnny Depp and our dislike for him and our opinions on hmm. certain stuff about his life. I think you guys probably all know what I'm talking about. We then had to release a statement later because there was some information revealed which made it seem like he was a... Um, 
a victim of domestic abuse. So we released a statement saying like, we made a quick assumption. We apologize for that, but we do not apologize for believing women. Yeah. Believing women and holding Mm. men accountable when it seems like they're a perpetrator. I would like to rescind my redactment. (laughs) Like I would like to take back what I said. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Excellent. (laughs) Because this, like this has been going on for a long time. I've reviewed all the evidence and he is not a good person. Mm. So, yep. yep. <laughs> I, I really, it's, I've been stewing on this for so many fucking months, watching all the recent events transpire. And it's been making me so sick to watch these events transpire. And for the results to be what it was made me feel even more sick. Mm-hmm. For anyone out there who felt particularly triggered by watching all this transpire and by hearing people around them, friends, family members, co-workers, people that they trust fall victim to the trap of memes and trial by media and Mm. trial by social media. I am so sorry that you had to go through that. And I am completely in your corner. And that's all I really want to say on that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just second everything you said because you've put it really, really well. I've also been very uncomfortable with that statement that we released later. It seemed like the right move to do at the time, but mm. I, I feel like I regretted it almost immediately and I didn't know how to address yeah. it. Cause <laughs> I didn't want and to it was also like we flip-flopping backwards and forwards with every new story that gets released. We also released that statement before more evidence and more like this was years ago. It was, years it was ago. like years ago that we released that statement mm. and I didn't like to do it at the time either. But it seemed to be that we were wrong. And so I wanted to address that we were wrong about something. But know what? We were right. <laughs> Our instincts were right. And the lesson um, to be learned I'm is that we're never wrong. <laughs> we're always right. <laughs> God. Yikes. Um, anyway, yeah. let's get into what this episode is actually about. Yeah, in conclusion, so, Johnny Depp sucks. Let's talk about something else and never think of, or talk about him ever again. Terrible and great. What are we doing with this episode? How about you take it away? <laughs> so we've always wanted to do an episode where one of us tries to be a better Dark Lord and one of us tries to be a better Dumbledore because, let's be honest, those are the mm-hmm. two actual superpowers in the magical conflict. <laughs> and the chosen one is really just the pawn of them both. <laughs> so it's cool to think about like one of us trying to take over the magical world and the other one trying to stop them. We talked mm-hmm. about doing this as maybe a miniseries or like a two-episode series or something, but we're doing mm-hmm. it here. I yeah. think one of the earliest iterations of this was how would you raise the chosen one versus how would you kill the boy who lived? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've kind of explored both of those ideas. Like we've definitely done an episode on kidnap slash kill Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of my ideas for how would I raise the chosen one got poured into our Neville mini se- chosen one mini series. <laughs> yeah. But that's assuming that I'm coming at it from the angle of being a good parent slash guardian and trying to do the best for the child. <laughs> so I'm really trying to get rid of that, you know, balancing act between what's best for the child versus best for the world. And I'm just going to approach this from a strictly utilitarian angle. Okay. I want to raise me up a boy who will defeat the Dark Lord and save the world. Okay. Well, I Dark Lady, of... first of all. I'm a Dark Lady. Dark Lady. My, my apologies, <laughs> my lady. Yuck. Take it back. <laughs> I'll kill you next. <laughs> So I don't care about this kid's well-being. I'm just trying to make myself the perfect child soldier so that he will win me a war. Mm-hmm. Not raising a child. I'm raising a pig for the slaughter. Absolutely. And okay. this is going to be about how do I do this effectively? Okay. That's where I'm coming at it from. Where's What's your angle? 
Oh, I was thinking about my angle because I was curious, like, are we playing this out where I'm exactly like Voldemort, but just Jem? Or am I my own dark lady with my own ideas and my own evil vibes going on? Well, here's what I was thinking. I think that I am playing Dumbledore's role in the story, but I'm not Dumbledore. I'm Rhea. Okay. So I have all of the powers, knowledge, resources, and let's say social capital of Dumbledore, but I'm me. Okay. So I'm Rhea Smashmouth, headmistress of Hogwarts, leader of the Order of the Phoenix, supreme mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards, Uh Order of Merlin First Class, all that shit. But like... Either I was born into that, or one day I smashed Dumbledore over the back of the head with a brick and I stole his life with a magic curse. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, that's what I was hoping you'd say, because I did kind of come up with my own evil agenda, um, which I'm very excited to share. Great. Perfect. I came up with my seven-step plan to defeat you, so let's see how this works. Okay. So... <laughs> I think this might help to set the scene if we're thinking back to like, okay, so it's like the 80s or whatever. And like your, uh, you know, headmaster, headmistress, sorry, headmistress of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And I am doing my dark lady thing, gathering followers Mm -hmm. and basically causing terrorist attacks. This is my vibe. And I want to describe to you what my agenda is so that um, it'll help you formulate your response to me <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna have to be i'm gonna have to be really reactionary okay. in this because like i came up with a plan but you know no plan survives contact with the enemy yeah <laughs> i have no idea what you're gonna yeah do. <laughs> I, I i'm kind of being a bit reactionary too okay so <clears throat> here's my dark lady mm-hmm. agenda here's the basically the dogma that i'm sharing <clears throat> yeah raw power magical and non-magical and the systems that legitimize it are poisoning our world ah with great power comes the absolute assurance that you will become a massive cunt (laughs) power corrupts i love it the only way to create a peaceful equal and just world is to put everyone on a level playing field we must expose wizard kind to the muggles and encourage a fight for dominance spurned by humanity's fear of the other to unfold i don't follow but all right this will destabilize the power structures that oppress us, and over time this will create a new world where peace is realized because only the best of us have survived. So that's my dogma. That's my philosophy. That is so fucking wild. <laughs> okay, so I, I like that you are taking you're taking the plan of two different Legend of Korra victim, uh, villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Equalists from season one and then the Red Lotus from season three who are trying to kill all the world leaders and make a world of chaos. And the Equalists were trying to take away everyone's magic and make everyone equal. Well, I was trying to think about this, like, because I was hoping that I wouldn't just be Voldemort. And I'm like, because I don't mm-hmm. want to... I don't agree with his sense of villainy, you know? Like, it's not vibing yeah. for me. It's very black and white. It's very mm-hmm. classic evil. And I want to go a bit more sneaky. And mm-hmm. so I also don't want to have horcruxes. I'm not interested in immortality through that means. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about that a lot as well. Yeah. Like, let's get something fresh going on. It's going to be boring if you're like, <laughs> okay, I make up seven horcruxes and I hide them and you got to find them. No, let's no. Let's do it all over again. Once more from the top. <laughs> I'm like, I really think I was trying to think about how Voldemort and his evilness is framed in the story. And it really became clear to me that, and I know that a part of this is because it's a children's story, but I think a part of it is also maybe J.K. Rowling's naivete a little bit, where Mm. the way that fascism is framed in Harry Potter is it's something that for the most part, people accidentally follow right yeah <laughs> like there's the exceptions like the malfoys <laughs> whoops. yeah whoops there's the exception like the malfoys of the world that like you know think they're better than other people 
But for the most part, like when you think about Fifth Book and all the stuff that goes on there, the government is accidentally becoming fascist because of a few bad eggs and other people are just too ignorant to realize what's going on. And I just don't think Mm -hmm. that's how fascism works successfully. I think for fascism to work successfully, people have to want it. Like, yes, they can get sucked down a rabbit hole and become a victim of their own ignorance and be tricked into it, but they have to want it in the first place. They have to want to be Mm -hmm. more powerful than other people. So... I'm leaning into that side of things throughout my plan. You'll see that unfold. <laughs> okay. But are, are you trying to be fascist or defeat fascism? Because yes. you're trying to like get rid of all power structures. <laughs> okay, perfect. But only the best will survive. Cool. See, yeah, Fascinated. it's a classic fascist fucking dogma because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, because great. it's yeah i was that's why i got confused you lost me halfway through your plan i'm like wait a minute yeah it doesn't fall because you're using your brain right we, we don't yeah, want that i am <laughs> if you get people wanting it enough and not thinking about it enough then maybe i can really get some damage going here. Okay. so interesting okay so All i'm imagining right. throughout the 80s i've amassed my followers where we're doing literally like terrorist attacks like explosions mm-hmm. mass murders all that sort of vibe trying to destabilize the government destabilize the natural order of things that's the vibe okay then i guess we hear about a prophecy <laughs> yeah i was gonna say are we still gonna have the prophecy in the chosen one because mm. if i if i am fighting you directly then i'm not being the dumbledore of the story i'm being the harry of the story <laughs> no 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 so we have a chosen one okay yeah good we've got a boy to play with <laughs> yeah so i hear about a prophecy I don't really want to bring the whole Snape into this. How do how, like? Does it matter? <laughs> no, I don't think we need to do the whole secret keeper. Blah blah blah. Mm. Let's keep it simple. Let it doesn't. The particulars don't matter. Mm-hmm. There's a boy. He's gonna defeat you. What do I do? What do you do about it? I'm not gonna fucking kill him myself because this prophecy is saying mm-hmm. that he has powers that I know not. Right? Yeah, that's true. Why would I want to risk going after him myself? Mm-hmm. In chess, the pawns go first. So okay. I'm sending my lackeys off to kill him. And when they die and he survives, I'm like, hmm, funny. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, there's something about this kid hmm, that maybe. clearly, <laughs> clearly I don't know enough to be able to defeat him right now because like he just killed the, he had fucking obliterated those people. It's not mm-hmm. just like they died. Like he fucking sent them to the next dimension. <laughs> so I need to take my time with this one but i don't have time right you know Mm. everyone's after me they know that i've targeted this family tried to kill this little boy maybe my cover's starting to slip like you know my um followers like maybe the ranks are being exposed because there's all the order of the phoenix stuff where they think there's a spy in the ranks and stuff like that so i'm worried about basically my cause is going to end before i can fully take over so what do i do Mm -hmm. I fake my own death. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I fake my own death and I create a new identity. <laughs> what is the new identity? Uh, oh, wow. I should give myself a name, shouldn't I? Uh, Jemima. <laughs> Jemima. <laughs> Jemima, the regular person. The not a dark lady. Jemima, your average hardworking Believes in democracy, which, and I'm right. going to pursue my career in politics. Okay. All right. We got to stop because I haven't said yeah. anything in a while. Yeah. Go nuts. So go many things have happened. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, 
I want to wind back to the beginning of your plan because you said that you were doing like terrorist attacks and just destabilizing yeah. things. Yeah, and I'm always wearing masks and stuff like in disguises. Yes, and, yeah, perfect. Wait, yeah, yeah. okay, are you always in a mask or are you setting yourself up as I'm Jem, the Dark Lady, I'm going to take over the world or is it like all shadow organization anon stuff happening? I'm always in a mask, but I am like, I'm like... um setting myself up as I'm the leader of this resistance and I'm Jem. And okay. Like I have my whole fake backstory to mm-hmm. inspire motivation and stuff like Great. that. Great. So we never see your face, yeah. but you're still an iconic recognizable figure. Yes. Great. Yes. Perfect. My, my magic is recognizable. My style is recognizable. I have a very uh, strong aesthetic as all fascists do. Mm-hmm. So I'm very recognizable. <laughs> What's the difference between a villain and a supervillain? Presentation. Presentation. <laughs> yes, <course>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. So I think while you're doing that, I'm doing my equivalent Order of the Phoenix thing. Let's assume mm-hmm. the government's useless, as it is. Yes. So I'm setting up my, like, <laughs> rebel alliance group that's fighting <laughs> against yours. I've got my spies and my assassins. Is that a good group? I've got my <laughs> resistance fighters. Are we the baddies? <laughs> oh, I think I definitely might be. What I kind of like... <laughs> As we'll see, is that like maybe I'm the villain and you're the hero? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing an equivalent Order of the Phoenix thing, trying to oppose you up until we hear about this great boy. Then things start mm-hmm. to change. So, yep. I was content to leave things alone until the Potters died and you were banished, assuming we were following Voldemort's storyline. We've made some changes. Because, mm-hmm. like, my role here mm-hmm. is not win the war and defeat the Dark Lord. My role here is raise a pig for the slaughter. So I need to wait till the parents die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's, I'm going to assume that things follow approximately the right lines until you said that you sent your followers after Harry. Yeah. Is this still Harry? Let's just keep calling yeah, him Harry. Harry. Yeah, it's Harry. It's Harry. I continually <laughs> referred to him as the boy throughout my notes. <laughs> yeah, the boy, same. <laughs> Literally, top of my notes says, I want to kill the boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never called him Harry once. I used Potters a couple of times, but I only ever called him the boy, because I guess I wanted to dehumanize him in my own eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. definitely once I hear about, like, those people getting annihilated, and are you saying that the boy killed you or are you faking your death like you've walked in front of a bus? Like, how's your method of dying? I'm definitely saying that the boy killed me because okay, cool. that would cause the most, um, that would be the most believable thing because I'm like so mm-hmm. powerful. Like, who else is going to kill me but this powerful boy? The and powerful I want to feed boy. into that because I want to use that as part of my plans. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. It's so perfect that everything so far is aligning with exactly what I wanted to do. So I hear about this boy supposedly killing the Dark Lord Gem, Dark Lady Gem. Yes, yes. And I'm like, well, I don't believe that for a second because I know my sister. Wait, are you my sister? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. No, no, no. Because otherwise, like, it'll be, yeah. But that is yeah, funny no. if we're... <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny it's very funny if like we started out with Voldemort and Dumbledore and we just decided to take their places as well <laughs> no okay I know Jem from our previous attachment <laughs> vague and unspecified yeah I, I was your student yeah all that sort of bullshit so I don't think she's dead I um, think she's faked yeah. her death or something like that but I do know that this boy is super powerful so step one I'm going to let the parents Mm -hmm. die by treachery or accident. And then I'm going to make my first change. I'm going to take this boy home with me. 
yoink, this is my son now. I got me a boy. I'm going to adopt him. I'm going to raise him up as my son. But secretly, I'm raising him up as a pig to the slaughter. So that's my step one of my seven step plan. Are you like raising him like Tomb Raider? Like there's like jungle gyms and shit in the yard. Yeah, look, you've jumped ahead to step three, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. I figured. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. So you're raising him in the wizarding world. Oh, more time for me to observe him. Okay. Yeah, good. I thought that good. might be what you wanted to do. <laughs> so do you want to talk? Do you want me to talk about how I'm raising this boy, or do you want to talk about yes. your false identity? I mean, I guess I'll, I'll briefly. I haven't really like thought it through entirely, but I know yeah. the essence of what I want to do with my false identity, Jemima. I guess is that. Yeah, I want to be perceived as a hardworking, egalitarian, very like forward thinking person in the ministry. Like I want to be That's right, going into politics. Yes. I, I don't want to be starting off in a position of power. Like I wanna be like someone who's perceived to have been work their way up. Mm-hmm. I so maybe I start off in something like the magical creatures department or something like that, and I and I and mm-hmm. e- here's the thing. Something innocuous. Yeah, I want to every single department that I work my way through. I want to create contacts and convert followers. <laughs> oh, hells yeah. And, Infiltrate the government. Yes. And I'm like using the threat of coercion and also the threat of like magical curses and stuff to ensure that these people don't betray me. And also I'm making these people not like be disloyal to me because I want the, I think that they'll want it when I'm selling them. Basically mm-hmm. they want what I'm selling. Like, because I promise them <laughs> things based on their situation. So like if I was going after, if I was trying to like attract a wealthy socialite, like someone like Lucius Malfoy, if I was trying to attract a wealthy yeah. person to my cause, I would be going on the promise that like, you know, I want a state of anarchy so that only the best survive mm-hmm. because rich people, and you're the best. Yeah. Baby. Rich people always think they're the best. So they think that they'll be there mm-hmm. in the new world order. <laughs> but if I'm going <laughs> after someone who's like, like an Arthur Weasley type, not, not Arthur Weasley. Exactly. Mm. But if I'm going after someone like who, who, who is his type, who sees that there are inequalities in the world, the way that we treat muggle-borns and the way that we treat muggles. I would be going after mm-hmm. it from the angle of, this world that we live in, which is separated between the magical and non-magical, is inherently unjust and unequal. And if we were to expose mm-hmm. ourselves and have an integrated society, sure, that would come with conflict at first, but the results would bring long-lasting generational change and peace. Like, these are the mm. ways I'm selling it to people, right? Honestly, it sounds a little good to me, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you got to want it. you got to want it real bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're all clever. <laughs> clever and good at manipulating. <laughs> yeah, look, this is classic manipulator shit. Like, mm. if you look into how people who convert people to cults or people who convert people into fascism or right-wing mm-hmm. thinking, this is exactly what they do. So if you've ever seen this before, watch out. <laughs> like, just as a side note. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess okay. I should talk a little bit about, like, my ideology and what I stand for. Sure. Because sure. I'm opposed to you, obviously, so I'm kind of reacting mm. to what you're doing. So... I thought about maybe trying to play up the political track because, you know, Dumbledore does have ministry ties. He serves on the Wizengamot and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think actually what I want to do is what Dumbledore does, cement my own seat of power, which is Hogwarts. Of course, of course. (laughs) And have my own group of people that are extremely loyal to me. And I want to be doing a similar thing to what Dumbledore did, which is making those connections, baby, Mm. tying myself close to powerful, influential figures and making them loyal to me. Mm -hmm. So essentially (laughs) we're doing the same thing. We're doing the exact same thing. (laughs) 
but I'm doing it for good. And mm-hmm. what I believe in is, I guess, the opposite to you, because you're like, power doesn't make you great. Whereas I'm like, but I'm the most powerful. <laughs> gotcha. I'm the most powerful witch in the world. So power does make you great. And I am going to stand by that. <laughs> no. Okay. Let me help you here if you'd like. No, no, I don't need help. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm arguing. Magic is might is your position. Magic is might, absolutely. <laughs> Power does make you great, but I'm coming at it from the angle of a professor, a teacher. Power <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility, Spider Man. That's what I'm going for. So I want to, I guess, enforce the current, not enforce, I want to support the current power structures and organizations that exist in the world. I want to support the Ministry of Magic. I want to support Hogwarts and the educational department or whatever the hell else there is out there. Does the Wizarding World have anything except the Ministry of Magic? I don't really think so. It's all the ministry. Everything to do with the bureaucracy and the way that the state runs is ministry. It's all built into the ministry. So I'm like, the ministry is great. It should stay exactly the way it is. No need to change. But (laughs) because like a parent (laughs) leading a wayward child, I need to have a lot of power and influence so that I can helpfully guide the ministry in the right direction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like the rules apply to everyone else except for me. That's my strategy. Okay. And... (laughs) What I'm teaching my boy, well, I'll get into what I'm teaching my boy, but like one of the core tenets that I'm passing down to my boy is you have to be very, very strong and powerful because you're the chosen one, the boy who lived, but you have to use that power to like help and guide the world like a parent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why it's important to keep the muggle and the wizarding world separate so that we can secretly help them from the shadows, but not actually get involved in their nonsense. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> cool. So that's my ideological stance. <laughs> okay, right. Step two of my plan is I'm going to start grooming this boy. Mm. So that's what I'm doing when he's a really young child. Sorry, I hate that term. <laughs> yeah, I chose it very specifically. Oof. I'm going to okay. keep this boy close. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm going to protect him. And I'm going to start that grooming early. I really mm. don't want him to get old enough that he can start having doubts and questions about me. Okay. Yeah, I want to be surrounding him at all times with my yes men and my supporters, and I never want him to meet a person who will give him any reason to think that I'm anything other than the wisest, most powerful, smartest, best person in the world. Okay, okay, you're making some choices. Um. Yes, and I also really <laughs> okay. want to instill in him a deep and powerful like love for and pride in the world, especially in the wizarding world, but also the muggle world, because I don't want him to be racist. But I also want to keep him socially isolated, particularly from other children of his age. And I'm okay. not sure how to best accomplish this. Basically, you'd homeschool him all the way up to Hogwarts. Do you need him to go to Hogwarts? I don't know. It depends on how old he is when you start doing your plans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I feel like the best way to make him like love the world and stuff like that is to be, you know, doing that get up and say the Pledge of Allegiance every day type <laughs> shit is to encourage a sense of like community and nationalism, but it's hard to do that mm. while also keeping him socially isolated because I do want him to be completely dependent on me, so I need him socially isolated. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, homeschooling's the way to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to play it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's step two of how I'm grooming my boy. I've got more steps, but your turn. So I'm guessing it's like, you know, 90s now. Maybe your boy is like still young, like two or three. Yeah, still young. Yeah. So I am, I've started off in my like small, low, 
like low power positions in the ministry, things like care of magical creatures or not, not care of magical creatures, the control of magical creatures department, um, mm-hmm. the bloody like media department or something like that. Like yeah. all these little places that I've been shifted around in legal. And then I'm like working my way up to like a, um, like a senior ministry position. Like maybe I'm like mm-hmm. the department head of something like, um, like like international corporation or something like that. Like I'm in like a body mm-hmm. crouch esque position, um, and I want to be in that position by the time your boy's starting school. But okay. all throughout the time, so eleven. So all all throughout the time that I've been working my way throughout my political political career, I've been making my allies and in secret making my my moves. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be pulling strings to change hearts and minds. I want to be sowing discord, getting Muggleborn and Squib communities riled up by introducing segregationist laws and oppressive structures that make mm-hmm. it harder to cross the boundary between magical and non magical worlds. I want there to be a very strict uh-huh. boundary, and I want my sneaky secrets that no one will ever know, and also my allies are doing it secretly legislative moves to be making the divisions and the inequalities in our world more apparent all right you're moving in a way that i wasn't expecting you to do because you're kind of doing the opposite of what you said you wanted to do which was intermingle the world now you're getting it (laughs) yeah because yeah if my world isn't being oppressive enough no one will believe my ideology or want to follow it Mm. but if it is oppressive enough and people are having a bad enough time they'll want a different world they want a different world order and they'll be able to achieve that through an anarchist state which is what i'm promoting through an anarchist state yeah Yeah. cool they'll want it like i need them to want it that's the thing yeah you need them to want it (laughs) okay cool so (laughs) that's what i'm doing i'm doing my sneaky stuff but all the while i'm keeping up Mm -hmm. this public facade where i'm calling for like oh you know we need to be living in a more egalitarian society and all this sort of stuff right and i'm make I'm, I'm like rubbing shoulders with people like arthur weasley and on a social basis where like he knows mm-hmm. my name and he's and he's like oh she's a good egg in the ministry like you know we're not like in close personal contact but like if i see her at the three broomsticks i'll give her a handshake you know that's the sort of mm-hmm. vibe yeah the classic of seeing seeming incredibly reasonable mm. and great on the surface and then secretly having all of these terrible beliefs yeah. that inform your politics yeah. and so i want my yeah. my followers which have been dormant since the 80s since i faked my death mm-hmm. to basically get yeah, be exactly that dormant sleep agents like they are mm-hmm. they're in the they're in our communities and they are like mm-hmm doing what they can in their roles like so whether they're in a ministry role in a media role to be serving my agenda which is creating a more unequal world and trying to convince people that the world that we live in is unjust and that we need to have a new state of order that's the sort of vibe okay cool i guess i want my my followers my order of the phoenix equivalent to be similar dormant Mm -hmm. waiting waiting for your inevitable return (laughs) When I want to start ramping things up is I want to be exposing magical creatures. So I want to Mm. be using my contacts from long ago in the magical creatures control and department to be Mm -hmm. causing things like giants on the loose in fucking Greenwich. Like a bunch of centaurs running through like a train station in the country. I want there to be troll attacks in London. I want it to be absolutely like constant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I want it to be so bad and these catastrophes to be so public and happening in muggle spaces that the cover-up for all these things is kind of sloppy because there's just too many and the the scale is too big to get everyone right Mm -hmm. so the memory charms are quick fixes and they don't work they're not strong enough people are remembering things Mm -hmm. things are getting not just um 
discordant in our, in our magical world because we're having to cover up all these things and being like, how do these giants get loose? What's going on? Why are they moving like this? But it's also in the muggle world, you know? People are restless. People are losing their memories. People are losing their minds. People are losing their homes. Like, <laughs> I want to be, like, messing with both sides of the spectrum, basically. Okay. Can I just check in, how old do you reckon my boy is by the time you've moved on to this stage of your plan? Probably, I'm going to say 13. 13? God, wow, that's so late. Okay, we'll let's jump back to your boy. Yeah, let's yeah. jump back to your boy. Okay. Wow. All right. So I feel like something that I'm eventually going to teach him, but we're skipping ahead, but I want to say it because I'll remember it because it was what you were just saying, <laughs> is that... Everything was great before Jem started ruining things, but then Jem has moved in and corrupted what was previously a perfect system with her terrible influence. And I feel like when you start pushing your magical creature attacks, I can be like, see, this is what I've been saying the entire time. We have a responsibility as the more powerful magical community to, like, care for these helpless muggles. We should be controlling these <laughs> magical creatures. This is on us. That's why I'm going to spit okay. it. But first Save of all... I don't want to wait until he's 11 to start teaching him things. As soon as my boy is old enough to hold a wand, I'm his training begins. That's my step okay. three, years of training. Okay, yeah, yeah. What kind of training? All kinds. I want a powerful boy. I want to teach him everything <laughs> I know. The strength of 10,000 little boys. <laughs> yes. I want to teach him everything I know about every branch of magic there is, and I want to bring in experts whenever there's any gaps in my knowledge or there's anything that my boy shows a particular aptitude for. So, mm-hmm. like, my boy's getting private flying lessons from professional Quidditch coaches because he's good at flying yeah. and I want to encourage that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also calling in favours left and right. I'm bringing in Newt Scamander to teach him beasts and Nicholas Flamel to teach him alchemy and all of my powerful friends. Okay. All right. I want, I want to give my boy nothing but the best, but with the strict expectation that I will get the best in return. <laughs> okay i want my boy to feel like the weight of the world is on his shoulders and he can never make a single mistake perfect perfect i should let you know something quickly yeah so because you said that you were going to be raising him isolationist in the in the sorry wizarding world Mm -hmm. and you're going to be like having all the special attention on him because of my contacts in the media basically ever since harry survived his tragic you know upbringing and stuff like that and it's been in the wizarding world there has been pretty much daily news about harry of course and i'm i'm basically going to be employing rita skeeter from the time harry is born not not from when (laughs) harry is like 14 years old like it happens in the books no 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 she's going to be there the whole time rita skeeter and other journalists that are in my pocket are basically just going to be spinning crap about harry and the 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 general angle of of harry will be oh like the world's most special boy but not for us you know like he he's be- he's better than us <laughs> he's not for us he's better than us we don't need this special boy no, no 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 let me let me finish he's better than us because he gets all these private lessons from newt scamander ah. and he gets life handed to him on a silver spoon and he's actually really out of touch with reality like and, and mm-hmm. we'll say like oh it's a real shame you know like he was like a perfect shining example of the strength of our democracy and the strength of our society when he as just an infant defeated a the dark lady gem and her awful <laughs> tirade but really he's been swept away by the authorities by dumbledore sorry ria mm-hmm. and is <laughs> and is just being ha- like having this life of luxury when really he should be like a public servant like he should be doing the things that <laughs> public servant yeah, age five <laughs> like he should be he, nah, like not like legitimately public servant but like he should be serving us yeah. like you know he should be 
thinking of the welfare of, of the society that he's living in mm-hmm. rather than barely interacting with anyone. No child has ever met him. Like he doesn't have any sort of social life. So everyone just speculates about him. Yeah. Basically it's kind of like Bruce Wayne vibes, right? Like, like everyone mm-hmm. in Gotham is mad that Bruce Wayne doesn't use his wealth for good things. They're just mad that he's a playboy. Like yeah. all the unwealthy people are mad that he's a playboy. <laughs> I immediately, my first gut reaction was to jump in and start defending Bruce Wayne, but that's not the argument for today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let that like, go, Rayon. This is not a Batman podcast. <laughs> like, I want that to be the vibe of the way that the media portrays Harry. Mm-hmm. To be that he's spoiled, that he's out of touch, that he is, like, he's not for us, the people. He's just mm-hmm. a figurehead. He's just, like, a vapid figurehead, and he doesn't have anything to do with the real world, basically. Cool. And it's a real shame, because he could have been our symbol of hope, but really he's just symbol of failure of this world and stuff yeah. like that. I was really hoping that you would bring up Rita Skeeter because something that I did want to mention is in the Hogwarts mystery game, there's like a special quest that you play where you interact, you the character who's a student at Hogwarts before Harry goes, uh, you play a special quest where you interact with Rita Skeeter and in the final like mission of that quest, it's revealed that Dumbledore knows that Rita Skeeter is an illegal animagus and just chooses to do absolutely nothing about it. That's on brand. I know. As the second I find out that she's an illegal animagus, I'm sending her to prison for life. <laughs> Getting the, the damage will already be done. <laughs> I know. So how, I definitely am going to be doing something. I'm not letting you just slander my boy in the public, mm-hmm. in the news. Yeah, what are you saying? What I want to be doing about this, well, first of all, the way that I want to be twisting things is like, my boy... <laughs> Is perfect and special. He's our savior. He saved us. He's from... too special to hang around with <laughs> He's us. Too special for you, disgusting rabble. <laughs> he saved us from the Dark Lady Gem. He needs to be raised alone for his own protection, but he's doing great. Mm. He loves all of you. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Protection from what? Protection we live from in a... the scariness of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dark Lady Gem was defeated years ago. Yeah. Look, like, there'll be, like, public appearances and stuff. I just keep him away from people most of the time. Yeah, yeah. he's, like, a member of the royal yes, family. Yes, exactly. Like, just... like <laughs> yeah. strictly controlled public appearances oh, with incredible security. Awful. And I definitely want to be, like, opposing any negative media attention. Because I really want all the media attention on him to be, like, he's our hero, we love this boy, he's the world's specialist boy, all that sort of crap. So I feel like we are fighting okay, a cold war via newspaper yeah, articles. It really is. That's good because nothing promotes a critique more than <laughs> the person responsible for the boy's upbringing coming back to the media and being like, no, this is all inaccurate. He's actually a perfect little boy. Yeah. So I think this is what works in my favor. Of course it um, does. <laughs> what I'm-, I'm thinking the public opinion on Harry is pretty poor. Until he does something to save the world. Oh, but I'm also like... And I'm not going to give him anything to save the world from yet. (laughs) I'm the fucking, like, (laughs) judge and jury in this world, baby. I'm on the Wizard Every time a newspaper reporter says something terrible about my boy, I'm like, criminal. Off to jail. Not for the crime of saying something bad about my boy. I get someone to plant heroin on him or whatever. That's a real good look. That's like... It's great. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like... That's not good because, like, literally people are going to be like, oh, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. Like, you know, this is like... (laughs) The wizarding world doesn't have freedom of speech. But, like, if every time... They don't have human rights. If every time a reporter does a critical article about how Harry Potter is, like, a sheltered child that doesn't do anything for this world when and we shouldn't be celebrating him, blah, 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 blah. 
and then mm. his dad <laughs> who's like <laughs> mom Ma- sorry yeah sorry his mom who is like the leader of the fucking law is like lock this fucking journalist <laughs> up and for what <laughs> like oh for planted drugs or this journalist was caught saying a slur or something when really it's just a fucking <laughs> yeah like photoshop tweet i don't know like um, that's giving really bad energy false evidence yeah that's giving really bad energy and it's creating a pattern and so people are probably noticing that and then feeling too afraid to speak up which just pulls them more into my agenda (laughs) but the thing the thing is they're not speaking up (laughs) so everything's great yeah yeah exactly they're not speaking up they come over to my side to listen that's fine (laughs) that's fine as long as everything's good in the newspapers and the like average citizen Mm. (laughs) anyone who knows you and is getting sucked over to your side is a lost cause (laughs) another thing i want to do i want to commission a uh portrait artist artist portrait person and this is years ago by the way this is when your boy's still young and i wanted to um get this uh artist to do like a bunch of portraits of the dark lady gem basically accurate portraits accurate yeah and i want to be like and then i want to wipe this portrait maker's memory and maybe just have them sneak- sneakily killed off in some random country somewhere else in the why world. don't you just kill um, them like just make it look like an accident you know that sort of vibe and then i want to be sitting with these portraits like having my 30 minutes with them a day just spreading the good word like letting them become little versions of me so even long after i'm dead maybe in a few generations time you know, maybe maybe my cause rises off again. That's exactly what we said would happen in the Alive Portraits episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just too ahead of my time. So maybe even if I'm not successful now, maybe give it a couple of decades, mm-hmm. some, you know, abandoned youth finds my portrait and is like, hmm, you know, it's got some good ideas. Yeah. It's, got, it's making some points. <laughs> and then it all circles back again, you know? Cut off one head. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a quest for right now, but like after you're gone, definitely my boy is going to have to track down these paintings and burn them. Mm -hmm. But that's a problem for later. (laughs) Yeah. For now, I'm still training up my boy. Okay. And I... I want to make it really clear. I want to make him super, super magically powerful or like as much as I can just by teaching him and growing him and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I want to stress that I want him to be dumb. I'm not raising him to think for himself or problem solve. I want him obedient Okay. And you still letting me make all the decisions and blindly, blindly following my orders. Okay, that's going to be interesting yeah. when I kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. I also want to focus less on things like courage and bravery and more on things like loyalty and duty. Mm. Those are the things that I'm stressing are important. Obey thy mother, Rhea knows best. Okay, interesting. And I also want to like really, really control his immediate social circle because I want to surround him with people who will, first of all, reinforce all the ideas that I'm putting in his head. Okay. But also like protect him and really really encourage him to fulfill his destiny which is to destroy the dark lady Rhea. okay is he going to hogwarts when he turns 11 when he turns 11 yes okay remember i'm the headmistress of hogwarts okay. and i control everyone who works right there. okay um so by controlling his immediate social circle does that mean he's not making friends with people like ron and hermione i don't know because i think ron and hermione might pass my strict tests for who is allowed to interact with my boy i gotta let him interact with other children eventually i can't raise him to be a freak mm-hmm. He's going to have to meet other people. Okay. Okay. But I think I, what I want to do is I want to try and strategically fill any weaknesses or gaps in his abilities with friends, friends and guardians who are going to help him. So like he's dumb and he doesn't ask a lot of questions. So I probably do need a Hermione next to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. I don't, 
Yeah, I don't know if Ron's good for much. <laughs> Maybe I find some other people to put in there. Okay, grab children from over the world and invite them to my school to befriend my son. <laughs> I reckon by the time that it's like age 13, so when I've started releasing magical creatures out into the world, well, not me personally opening the gates, but like I'm arranging mm-hmm. it so that magical creatures are appearing a lot and yeah, no one understands why. Chaos, all that sort of stuff. I reckon I'm like sort of starting my campaign to become minister. Like it's a new election mm-hmm. time coming and I've proved myself as a politician. I have allies. Do you like believe in what I'm saying <laughs> as a politician? <laughs> like, do you support a my great political question? <laughs> do you support my campaign to become minister? Like if it's between me and Cornelius Fudge, like what are you running for? What's your platform? My platform is like like my public facade, which is that like, you know, I believe that we should be living in a more egalitarian society. Like, you know, there are flaws in this world and I think that we can fix them with um, the right people and like the right minds behind it. Um, I believe I'm very pro muggle born, pro muggle stance. Like I'm probably advertising myself as a muggle born or a half blood Mm. and all this sort of stuff. Like Dumbledore in the books, I guess, like not your version of Dumbledore exactly, but like Dumbledore's (laughs) stance in the book where it's like, we need a fair, just society. Like that's my facade. That's a tough question because first of all, like I support a lot of what you're saying, except I think magic is might and we should rule the world. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that like Muggleborn should have rights, not. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Remember there's been a bunch of laws passed to separate squibs from society and all this. Yeah. Because you've been making things worse. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) Cornelius Fudge is very stupid and I feel like Mm. I could control him a lot more. Yeah. Which I should have been trying to do the entire time, but I've been very focused on my boy. Mm. (laughs) I wonder how many people in the Order of the Phoenix, because I know I'm probably rubbing shoulders with Arthur Weasley, how many Mm. Order of the Phoenix members probably support my campaign? And probably like, oh, hoping that like Jemima becomes minister, like, you know. Yeah. Look, maybe several of them. Yeah. I've been very focused on this boy. She's fresh. She's young. Like, she's got good ideas for the future. She's thinking about the actual future, unlike Fudge, who's just focused on maintaining his hold <laughs> but on society. But the thing is, society's perfect the way it is. We shouldn't be trying to change or grow. We should be trying to keep everything the way it is. And I'm definitely <laughs> preaching to all of my okay. followers that Jem's evil and bad. So as soon as Jemima is exposed to be Jem, I'm going to yeah. make them all turn on you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't think that's... Like, I don't think that'll be your decision. I think that'll just turn on me because I'm yeah. the Dark Lady champ. Oh, yeah. I won't have to tell them. It'll just happen. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll just do but that. Yeah. Look, they might support you. I, okay. Hmm, I really feel like as Dumbledore, I should figure out who you are by now. <laughs> it's been years. Surely. Like, what would... Why? I don't know. I'm powerful. <laughs> I'm smart. I always seem to know what's going on. I got all the Dumbledore powers. But- I need to know how you would figure me out. I need to know. Well, if you're running for minister, I'm going to be checking in on you because mm-hmm. I want to know who's minister because I want to, the minister to do as I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And because I know you, I would be trying to appeal to what you want. So I would be like, yeah, I've got these ideas for the future, but I respect you as a person in the society. And I, I like completely think that you're a wise person. And so if you mm, like flattery. consult with, if you consult with me, <laughs> about law changes and about like the way that this magical society should run you know when i'm talking about the minds that we need to lead this this society into the future i'm talking about people like you because i really think <laughs> that like you fucking got me <laughs> <laughs> because you're one of the leaders of this world like you're educating our children but you're also a mentor for this entire society like i would be 
proud and privileged to be like taking on your opinion when it comes to if I was minister, you know. That's mm. that's the sort of vibe that I would be appealing to with you. Honestly, I I hate to say it, but I think I'm supporting you, <laughs> which is going to be devastating to my point <laughs> when it's revealed who you really are. But I I think I can I think I can spin it. The important part is that my boy trusts me. <laughs> Voted in by the very men meant to keep me away. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. I'm doing so badly here. (laughs) Oh, wow. Let me look at my plan again. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be honest. The next steps of my plan rely on you being publicly the Dark Lord Jen. So I can't do anything else against you while you're still Jemima. It will happen eventually. Um, Let me just think of some few other things I want to set up as Jemima. Obviously, I want... Like, I want to be attracting marginalized communities. So I want to be attracting squibs. I want to be attracting muggleborns. Yeah. I want to be attracting werewolves, centaurs, giants, goblins, house elves. So this is it. Mm-hmm. Hermione. You said Hermione's Harry's friend? <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I want to radicalize her. So Hermione is very much into elf rights. I couldn't uh-huh. agree more. <laughs> but I could also not agree more. I'm like paying Dobby and shit, you know. Yeah. I'm doing the same basic stuff as Dumbledore. Why have payment for slavery when they can be free? <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, God. This is going to be the fucking enslaving house elves <laughs> argument all over again. I'm using all of our years of torturous debates to fuel up my evil villain. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> so yeah, I guess like my little my little birds, as as Varys would say, would be um, <laughs> spreading out into the magical creature community and the beast community, and also the house elves. And I would be trying to find the black sheep in the house elf community, like the Dobbies of the world, mm-hmm. and basically like trying to get them to start their own little resistance movement to become free creatures. And so I would want to. And I would assume Hermione would find out about those elves if she's getting into the elf movement, which I don't think there'd be any reason why she wouldn't. Of course. Like, it'd happen eventually. So if she finds out about my radical elves who are like, like, wages aren't enough, like, that's a start on the road to liberation, but the road to liberation starts with us being freed Mm -hmm. from slavery. Then we can negotiate whether we get, like, paid for employment, not for slavery, all that sort of stuff. (laughs) And really, the this, like revolutionary part of the house elves are being funded and basically the seeds of their establishment was came come from my little followers so they'll owe us favors and they'll probably be on our side in the future because they want to live in a Mm. equal society so if she finds out about them how what is the likelihood that hermione will get radicalized how like 90 percent like her only strength is that she can think critically but she doesn't have Ron, remember? Because you said Ron's not Harry's friend because he was selective with his friends. Oh, he might be Hermione's friend, though. I don't know. I'm not controlling her social circle. <laughs> but Ron and, Ron and Hermione only became friends because, like... Because of Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she doesn't have Ron there to be the word of wisdom and Harry is kind of dumb, <laughs> like yeah. dumber than he is in the books... I raised him up dumb. <laughs> I want him loyal and unquestioning. Does she have someone there to bring her back to Earth or will she get lost in the ideal and fall down the rabbit hole? Hermione has a very strong moral center, Mm -hmm. but you're manipulating her morals in a really sophisticated way and she's a 13-year-old girl Mm. or whatever, however old she is. Probably 14 at this stage, yeah. 14-year-old girl. So, like, I think she gets radicalized. (laughs) Yes. Just what I wanted. I know. This sucks. I, I want to talk about why this sucks so much. 
because you're exploiting a massive, massive flaw in the books, like a lot, a logical flaw in the books, mm-hmm. if not a plot hole, which is that Dumbledore's side is made up of the outcasts of society: Lupin, the mm-hmm. werewolf, Hagrid, the half giant. Mm-hmm. You know, he aligns himself with blood traders, mudbloods, squibs, house elves, all that kind of shit. But mm-hmm. Dumbledore himself doesn't actually do anything to oppose or change the structures in society. He's an incredibly powerful person who just sort of fucking sits around and lets the world continue to be unjust. He's not a radical trying to change things. Mm-hmm. So you're taking all of my fucking allies. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if I've attracted people like Lupin and Hagrid away. I think you have. Like, not entirely away from you, but, like, they've def- they're definitely voting for me, right? My only hope is that when you do your reveal (laughs) and you're like actually I want to tear down the government and stuff I can quickly draw all of these people back because you are also the person who arranged Evelyn and James killed but you're not you're not Mm. classic children's book evil the way that Voldemort is where he's just like a bad man who wants evil things (laughs) you have like an actual also he's ugly political (laughs) yeah you're beautiful (laughs) I'm charismatic and charming yeah you have like an actual well thought out political argument which which like might attract and <laughs> radicalize people. Which is exactly what you're doing. Whereas I don't really have a well thought out argument. I'm just like the way things are is good now. I have a lot of power. <laughs> a lot of people are loyal to me. I've got this boy under my thumb and I'm not letting him out. Okay. Shall we get to the end game then? Yeah, let's okay, go to so end game. I run for minister. Mm-hmm. I win, I'm assuming. Yeah. You win? <laughs> if I'm saying all my people are voting for you, then yeah, you win. <laughs> and then I get assassinated. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Jemima is no mm-hmm. more. She is assassinated because she wanted too much change. She wanted too much equality. And she's killed by some extremists. And, and they're sent off to Azkaban. They're just some crazy person yeah. trying to just manipulate. They're sent off to Azkaban. And then, just as everyone's losing mm-hmm. faith in the government and the institutions... And there's a power vacuum. And they're thinking, there's a power vacuum. Guess who rises up from the dead? <laughs> well, I was about to say, hmm, a power vacuum. Wouldn't it be perfect if I stepped in? <laughs> no, I step in yeah. as Dark Lady Jam. I reemerge. All my followers activate. Mm-hmm. And I say that, basically... After my evil ways, I had a change of heart and I decided to basically stop being evil. (laughs) And then I voted. I'm really nice now. (laughs) I'm really nice now. And I decided to live a normal, humble life off in the country somewhere. And I voted for Jemima because I believe that she was doing this the right way. I made too many extreme moves back in my past, right? Uh-huh. But I believe that she Where was taking the right. This? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> she was taking the right course of action by like going for legitimate change and like actually doing social progress, whereas I was being too reckless. And now she's been killed. Like you know, she, <laughs> okay. that was that future was taken away from us. And so I start uh-huh. my war. I start my war with all my followers, the ones that I had originally and the ones that I've gained over the years throughout all my connections and maybe how many people do you think voted for Jemima I don't know would come to my side oh the people who would come to your side probably not your immediate order of the phoenix like because they're loyal to you no definitely not 
but how many people do you think voted for Jemima, who was tragically martyred, um, would come to my side now as a dark lady gem when I'm promising to live on the dream that she was creating in a way that's stable, but we have to have conflict to get there, basically, is what I'm arguing. <laughs> I don't know. People are pretty fucking passive with their politics. Mm. It's one thing to vote for a person who says they'll change things. It's another to join the army of a person and go out and change it yourself. Mm -hmm. But what if it's like, not just like a army of like weird fringe people, but it's also your neighbor and it's your journalist Mm. and it's your fucking dentist and it's your wizard bookshop seller and it's, and it's the people that you've been working with for years. And it's the people in the higher echelons of the ministry all the way down to the person that you went to school with. All the way down to Hermione Granger. <laughs> All the way down to fucking Hermione Granger too. Yeah, I got her. I got her. Yeah, you got her. <laughs> yeah, because Hermione's the kind of person who would be like a radical. She's the one who's trying to free all the house elves and shit. Absolutely, you got her. Oh yeah, the house elves are there too. Yeah. Some werewolves, some giants, mm-hmm. some goblins. Okay. I was really expecting there to be a moment where Jemima is revealed to have been Jem all along. But you didn't do that. No, I was going to do that, but then I changed my yeah. mind. <laughs> Yeah, because Jem just stepping out of the shadows and seamlessly taking over Jemima's ideology but making it violent, Mm. that's different. (laughs) It's vengeance. Well, first of all, I never have to do that I was wrong about Jemima all along, so (laughs) I can save face with my followers. (laughs) I can do the same exact fucking thing you're doing, which is that, no, Jemima died for a better world and you've come along and corrupted her message. (laughs) then i'll just show a picture of me and jemima like shaking hands (laughs) being besties or whatever no oh my god clearly but who would believe you (laughs) i've never seen jem in the same room as jemima (laughs) but who would believe you what do you mean who would believe me that you're standing up for what jemima was fighting for when i'm literally just taking her ideology and being like but the only way that we can achieve this is through violence the only language they understand that's why they murdered her Look, I think I'm just going to take the incredibly complex political stance of violence is bad. And then fight me. (laughs) And then fight me. (laughs) Yeah, we need to fight you at any cost. (laughs) Because you're evil and wrong. Amazing. How's Harry doing? Because I've radicalized his only friend. (laughs) He has other friends. She's in my fucking army now. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was a pretty tragic loss. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I saw her getting radicalized and moved her away. Killed her. <laughs> Sent her to I a farm whenever Harry asked to go see her. It's like, oh, no, the farm's too far away. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't allow people to visit there. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, kill this 14-year-old girl before she gives my son dangerous ideas. <laughs> That's not quite as far as I'm willing to go, but I, I'm not above shifting him, her away from him. Okay. okay. But he's like 14. Imagine you're 14 and you have a best friend. Yeah, I've wanted him to be fighting you before this. Because yeah. 14's too old. He could be asking questions. Exactly. You're 14, you have a best friend. She starts believing in freedom for a certain population. And then suddenly <laughs> she gets shifted away from you by the antics of your father. Would you be accepting of that? Like, I know you've raised him to be dumb and dutiful, but I'd be pretty annoyed. Like, this is the only other person in your life besides your dad. And you're at that rebellious yeah. age where you're stinky and you don't care about what your parents say. So I'd probably be like, fuck you, dad. Like, maybe Hermione has some points and trying to reach out to Hermione, who's been radicalized and is working for me now. <laughs> 
sorry, I'm losing it over you just describing teenagers. <laughs> Not teenagers, 14 year olds specifically. <laughs> I remember what it was That's like. Right. Because <laughs> we know that we have 14 year old listeners because they've written into us. <laughs> Love you guys. Jim hates you. I remember what it was like. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Excellent. I'm honestly a little bit as a loss because I'm terrified that you're going to radicalize my boy. <laughs> I've worked so hard to get him under my control. Okay, I think it's time for me to do my plan. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. We're in wartime. This is going to be... What? Are we in wartime now? Like, Yeah, we're in wartime. I feel like we're at open war. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my big plan, this is a two-step thing, but I don't really know how to do it, but I wanted to have a plan to defeat you which is my plan is to have a plan (laughs) so fucking vague because i didn't know what you're gonna do so i couldn't come up with anything ahead of time and like your thing is so political my plan to defeat you is i guess just kill you and hope everything that you've built crumbles without your leadership (laughs) which is not great but that's as much as i can do on the spot anyway i want to have a plan to defeat you I want to explain that plan to my boy as thoroughly as possible, but not like the whole thing, Mm -hmm. because I don't want him to see the whole picture. I just want him to know his exact role, and I want to give him as exact instructions as I possibly can, because he's dumb. Mm -hmm. As much as possible, if I can be like, go here, do this, that's what I want to do. And I (laughs) I want him to be like, this is your purpose. This is what your whole life's been leading up to. This is your destiny you have to do as I say. Mm-hmm. And then my next step is I want to kill myself. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I want so, yeah, I want to be dead. I want to disappear from this mortal plane, from this boy's life. Bye. In as tragic and as sudden and devastating a manner as possible. If I can... You're Mufasa-ing myself. I'm what? I'm what myself? Mufasa-ing. Mufasa-ing myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If... Okay. Look, I don't know exactly how this war's playing out. If you can witness me die, that's great. If I can set things up so that I have to die by his hand for the war to fight on, even better. That would be perfect. What? That's going to mess him up so much. Yeah, I know. Then I get the double whammy of I both destroy him emotionally and I simultaneously prepare him to be ready to kill again because he had to kill me. (laughs) Now, (laughs) give him a taste. (laughs) The The reason why I want to do this is I I have set myself up throughout his entire life to be a source of absolute authority and security. And then when I suddenly rip that away, he's going to feel completely lost, completely alone. He's going to be scrambling for anything to make the world make sense again. Any purpose, any direction. And I want him to fall back on the lessons I have taught him his entire life and the instructions I gave him right before I died. He'll be like, oh no, Rhea's gone. What do I do now? I know. I'll do exactly what she told me to do. I don't know. I'll fulfill my life's purpose. I'll kill the Dark Lord gem. I don't know. I think if someone's feeling lost and disenfranchised, <laughs> they're open towards being radicalized. Mm. I know. I didn't I didn't know you'd be going down this path when I wrote out this plan. <laughs> also, like, okay, so you've just completed half my job for me because my next step was going to be to kill, kill you. you. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But now you know that for me. I'm killing myself, baby. Best best step in any plan. Your troops are leaderless. Like, the boy is not leading them, is he? No. I left them their own instructions. I'm just focused on the boy. Okay. I did the same thing to the rest of them, where I gave them very... I first of all made them loyal to me and to do everything I say, and then I gave them very clear instructions. Okay. But I didn't make them stupid like him, (laughs) so they can think for themselves. 
Is your death very public? Like everyone knows instantly? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm following Dumbledore's example. Okay. All right, damn. Because I was going to say, if your death was less public, I would simply impersonate you, go to the International Statute of Secrecy, like the Wizengamont International UN, whatever it is, and uh, like erase the Statute of Secrecy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely, I want to set things up so that like, for some fucking reason, I have to die so that my boy can fulfill his destiny. Mm-hmm. And then I do. I heroically sacrifice myself for the cause, thus cementing in his brain that the cause is the most important thing, and he dedicates himself to it. Okay, okay. It's just, it's inconceivable to me that he would do anything other than exactly what I've told him to do under the weight of the immense psychological pressure that I've placed upon him okay. for his entire life. So if he's going to do exactly what he's been trained to do, he's going to be coming after me and my followers. Yeah. And not strate- not strategically, not cleverly, because he's dumb. You've made him dumb. Yeah, because he's dumb. So he's going to be doing it very publicly, and there is no one, there's no obliviators, there's no magical government anymore to cover up all these magical incidents and attacks. So Harry's mm. face is going to be plastered over international muggle news <laughs> as well as magical news this is perfect i don't see why he would be attacking you in muggle places because that's where i'm gonna be <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. i'm drawing yeah. him out into the open so then mm. when i am exposing wizards to and, mu- and muggles to each other i become the face of reason and this erratic boy becomes the face of violence and carnage mm-hmm. so when the inevitable conflict that i've wanted for so long occurs Harry is at the center of it and the muggle world and the magical world, probably a lot of the magical world is pissed off at this boy for exposing us. This spoiled pampered boy who has no reality, no concept of reality and has been raised <laughs> off in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the wizards are thinking. And then the muggles are like, who the fuck is this crazy guy who's shooting like spells in London and shit like this. And then I'm stepping in as this very sophisticated, educated wiz- w- witch articulate. into like the muggle, s- articulate, articulate into the Arcul- muggle spaces. <laughs> so uh, I'm very articulate, articulate wiz- witch into the muggle spaces, and I'm being like, yes, and know the, the truth is out. We're so sorry. Witches and wizards are real. Magic is real. This boy needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> And Harry probably gets shot. Yeah, you're going to get shot as get well. Sniped. You're a fucking witch and you expose yourself to Mongols. No, but like, it's already on the news. Like, everyone knows. I'm just the one stepping in to be like, yes, like, I'm the liaison at this point. I come in peace. This is the fact of what's happening. Either they hear me out as the liaison. I'm like, like, do you understand what I'm saying here? I'm like the conflict management person. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it follows from your previous plan, which is that you're going to enact Jemima's politics through violence. And now you're like, I'm a perfectly rational liaison to the muggles. But this world. is to the muggles. This is to the muggles, yeah, so right? They don't know shit about the muggles. World. Yeah, I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> like a liar. Like a liar. <laughs> yeah. So the initial news feed, like, imagine you're just living your life now as a normal person in the muggle world. Your initial news feed is London terrorized by random wizards, boy at the center <laughs> of it, right? You see like videos of Harry in a muggle street, like attacking people with like spells. Yeah, and you're like, okay, this, this looks like insane. This looks insane. No, why isn't he? You raised him dumb and compliant. He's filled with rage and grief. Yeah, because I, <laughs> He's coming after me in the only way he knows I how. I told him to follow my instructions and my instructions were... Magic is might. You have to use your power to protect people lesser than you, such as the muggles. He wouldn't be going out yeah. and doing incidents in the streets where muggles might see because I want him to keep the muggle world separate and secret. 
that's something that I instilled in him. But that's where I am. That's, that's like then that's he's got to wait for you to come that's out of hiding, <laughs> or he's going to draw you out somehow. I'm never coming out. <laughs> he's got the backing no, of the Order never. of the Phoenix as well. I have my fucking world of followers and like my yeah, years long plan. This is a war. <laughs> He'll come out eventually. And also, I've been observing him his whole life. Like, I know who this boy is. I can simply draw him out with Hermione. Yeah. You might have to kill Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. You've killed yourself. <laughs> no, those, those might have been my final words. Kill the Dark Lord gem, but first kill Hermione. I can draw him out with Hermione. I'll get him, I'll get him out somehow. I'll trick him. Like how Voldemort tricks Harry in the books. You made your yeah. Harry dumber. I can trick my, I can trick this Harry. So I pull him out into the open. This is this is the news feed. You see this crazy dude. He's at the center of it. It's going around for like weeks. Like there's other incidents like fucking giants and werewolves and dementors and shit like that. It's very clear that there are supernatural things going on in the world. This is your perspective as a muggle person, right? And yeah, then finally the UK government or whatever reaches out and it's like, please like lead us. Someone step forward and I step in as Lady Gem. And I'm like, yes wizards and wizards are a thing we didn't want this to happen or something like that to the muggle media um, <laughs> like and i'm basically just sewing more discord yeah and then uh yeah i'm assuming harry is either shot or killed by one of my lackeys because remember there's no horcruxes there's no i didn't kill harry as a baby or try to kill harry yeah, as, there's, there's no, no magical connection, connection there. between you. he's just a guy yeah he's very powerful though <laughs> he's very powerful but so am i mm. i'm and and hey if i'm shocked the cause lives on. <laughs> like, yeah. if not right now in the current state where the cause is full of people that are motivated and violent and hungry and, like, you know, want that change, it lives on through my portraits and the seeds that I've planted across multiple generations <laughs> mm. <laughs> of people who want it, who want this world change and want to be the ones that are strong enough to survive the change. I would love to say that I think my boy defeats you, but... I, even if he does kill you, I don't think that's enough to defeat your regime. <laughs> Although all I really wanted him to do was be sacrificed like a pig for the slaughter. So I guess I achieved my goal anyway. <laughs> but but a sacrifice means that like you are killed to stop something or to make something better. Yeah. But he just dies. Which I didn't do because yeah. he wasn't set up to be a martyr properly. Because you, you were much better at manipulating the magical world than I was. <laughs> I was so focused on manipulating this boy. Yeah, you got to think about the externals. you got to think about the optics of the boy. Yeah, I really wasn't. I realized as I was like reading through this list of stuff that literally everything that I did was about trying to manipulate this boy. And nothing at all was about the rest of the world. Yeah, I had no plan for that. <laughs> Which, in my defense, was my goal. My goal was to raise a pig for the slaughter, not to take over the world. I think we both did great. <laughs> Terrible, but great. Terrible, but great. <laughs> what I think actually happens here is that, like, Harry dies or whatever. Maybe mm. you die too. Yeah. But I think that the the Muggle. Well, first of all, the Wizarding world and the Muggle world is now at war, mm-hmm. and the international magical community mm-hmm. is going to come in and annihilate your yeah movement, whatever the fuck it's called. Did you ever give yourselves a name? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't give us a name. The Gemists. <laughs> the Gemists. Yeah. The rest of the world, the rest of the other witches and wizards who haven't been radicalized because you didn't have international uh, reach, just national. I mean, I, I did work in the international department. I might have had some international reach, but not enough for the whole world. Not enough to take over the entire world smoothly in a couple of years. That's more of a generational thing. Mm. That's what my portraits might achieve in years to come. Yeah. 
they're going to come sweeping in war in Britain. They're going to take mm-hmm. out most of the magical community in Britain because yeah. you've taken over most of the magical community in Britain. It'll be world war magic. Yeah. And then after that happens, the wizarding and the muggle worlds are going to be at war. It's just what or I wanted. Or they go in and they just fucking memory erase everybody. I don't think it's possible to get every single person. I know. I think once the secret's out, it's out. This would cause such long-lasting change. Yeah, once the cat's out of the bag. Mm. It's exactly what I wanted. This might be a really good jumping off point for how would you integrate Wizarding and Muggle Worlds, which is an upcoming topic we're going to talk about. <laughs> this particular scenario, God, there's no way to integrate that. No, because you wrecked it. Because <laughs> you yeah, did it bad. I, I ruined it. Yeah. But Born from the Ashes will be a new, better, more peaceful egalitarian <laughs> world, just as I promised. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> no, it absolutely will not. Cool. Well, wow. just for the record, that was a five. St- I, I did five steps of my plan: snatch the boy, groom the boy, years of training, thoroughly explain my plan, and then kill self. <laughs> my next steps were hopefully win a vicarious victory via my boy, and then step seven: enjoy a heaven? Question mark Free from my evil sister, because <laughs> I thought you were still my sister when I wrote this. So my the final two steps of my plan were just be dead. <laughs> such a move <laughs> and hopefully it all works out. the ultimate power move that's literally what Dumbledore did though so I mean like I, I very much base myself on what Dumbledore on did brand. I just did it more purposefully <laughs> <laughs> I mean my plans just sort of a scattered notes about my dogma it's more just like me coming up with that yeah. this is a fun silly idea yeah but I think ultimately my plan was um live fast die young bad girls do it well yeah my plan was <laughs> do what Dumbledore did but on purpose, and in doing so, expose how ridiculous and evil what he did was. <laughs> you achieved that. Yeah, I did that. My goal was raise a pig for the slaughter, and I fucking did it, because he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I have been the Dark Lady Gem slash Jemima, and uh, to all the Gemists out there, you know, keep up the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Rhea Smashmouth. Uh, my list of titles is too long to go into now. Um, <laughs> but I'm just kicking it sweet in heaven with my brainwashed boy. <laughs> <laughs> Happy with all of my achievements. Perfect. Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.